In Lingua Podcast Live from Dessau is broadcast from Middle Deutschland and features all things languages. The show is hosted by our teachers, presenting students and guests from all walks of language learning experiences. Joining us today in the studio is an English teacher from China. Her name is Hannah. Hannah, welcome to a Lingua podcast live from Dessau. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time to uh, to talk to us today about your language learning experiences. Do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, who you are and what you do and where you live? Okay, yeah, sure. My name is Hannah. I was born in Peking, the capital city you know, of China. But uh, I went to England in my early 20s. So I did my bachelor degree there and also worked a couple of years there. And after that, after eight years in England, I went to America. I did my master, part of master degree there. So I went back to China. I met my husband and moved back to Germany. So that's just why I got some kind of connection with that. So. Okay. And I, I, I'm, I still hear a, a hint of your British accent when you speak English. It's nice. Chickly <laughs> so with British accent, just everything. <laughs> okay. So uh, what did you study at university in England? I did uh, theology. Actually, okay. it's a serious topic. Interesting. Yeah. And why did you choose to study theology? Actually, I just because uh, I was a Christian, I'm a Christian. So mm -hmm. I thought, you know, it's interesting to do something more like, you know, about God, uh, more about uh, philosophy, psychology, mm -hmm. that side. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so I choose a strange subject. <laughs> no, no, it's not a strange subject at all. It's a, it's a, it's a good subject. Uh, I spent four years in London. I okay. went to like college plus language school in London. And then I did another three years in Manchester because my, my university is Manchester University. Okay. And then you went to the United States for a graduate degree. Again, in theology? Uh, uh, it's, it's just like, a, yeah, that's, that area. Systematic theology. Yeah. Okay. So did you want to become a... What was the, what, yeah, no, I was going to say like a minister, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. No, 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 it's not my thing. I don't think I'm kind of the minister type or pastor type. I'm rather kind of freelance, that's an mm -hmm. artist person. Okay. So the university that you studied in the States, what was that university? It's, uh, oh, it's, long. it's belongs to a uh, university, Biola, you know, okay. Southern California. Ah, in California. Okay. It's not far from uh, Los Angeles, like a suburb. It's not, yeah. Okay. I've, I've only been to California one time. It's <laughs> <laughs> really hard. On a, on a family vacation. Yeah. Okay. So you're following this path into theology, right? Learning about philosophy and religion. And then you come, after you finish with the States, you come back to China. Yeah, I met my husband in China. Okay. So uh, did you meet him in Peking or did you meet him in another city? In my city, in my hometown, it's a Tianjin. It's a, also it's a big city. It's only mm -hmm. 120 kilometers away from Peking. So it's like a seaport city. Okay, so in the east? Um, uh, southeast. Yeah. In the southeast, okay. Yeah, China is a huge country, and like, yeah, just for our listeners, we're getting a little bit of the geography, right? Okay, Marcus is your husband, right? So you guys meet, and then you come to Dessau for a little while. Yeah, for another eight years. Okay. <laughs> well, you've been all over the place, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I traveled a bit. Okay. So you're, I, I know that uh, our coordinator, John, he had met you before. Yeah, yeah. Right? He's from Australia, yeah. He's from Australia. Okay, so your English language learning experience takes place basically in London and the United States. Yeah. 
or Great Britain, I should say. And then you spent eight years here in Germany. And that's, did you start learning German then? Yeah, I went to Enlingo, actually. I did my, like, Ains is Bay Ains in Enlingo. Okay. <laughs> Who was your uh, German language teacher? Uh, I had a couple. Uh, I think one is the Frau Beata. Okay. I can't, I can't remember the family name. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, so you guys came back to Germany. You you lived here. Did you did you like living in Germany? Actually, in the beginning, it was uh, kind of hard because, uh, you know, Dessau is a small city. Mm -hmm. There wasn't much foreigner around, especially okay. like uh, English speaking people. Mm -hmm. So due to my language barrier, so I found it was really difficult to. Okay. To, communicate or to make friends with others yeah what years were you in Dessau I I went to Dessau in year 2011 uh -huh. we left year 2019 yeah so ah so I came to Dessau in 2016 if I'd have known that you were here I would have talked to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so you guys have just moved back to China Actually, it's not just we we went to we left Germany about uh, eighteen months ago. Or okay. The, yeah, almost. Yeah, can't remember twenty months or yeah, something like that. Okay, so right before the pandemic started, I guess like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My 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 dates get all kind of mixed up too. So when you guys went back to China, you found a job teaching in a school. I'm teaching English, and also I'm also doing art. So I'm an artist myself. What kind of art do you do? I'm mainly I'm doing oil painting, mm -hmm. like uh, especially um, in the beginning, I did a lot of fun art, you know, really fine as kind of things, classic. Now I'm kind of, I'm going wild. <laughs> so okay. I'm more interested in like a uh, impressionist or expressionist or even kind of modern. It's modern is classic, like mixed. <laughs> what types of paints do you use? With oil, yeah, mainly with oil. Okay. And what kinds, do you do portraits or paintings or? Uh, I do a lot like a still life. Okay. Like if in winter, so in the, the weather's nice, I would go out, I do landscape mm -hmm. and portraits are hard, especially for something like, it's not, if you're not really famous, it's hard to find anyone to sit there for you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, so mainly like landscape plus. Still living, uh, still life. <laughs> and how long does it take to paint one picture? It doesn't. It doesn't. It, for me, it's like uh, I haven't got a painting. It's like a, a normally the covens is about forty-five centimeter times sixty centimeters, like a, a size. Okay. I if I do a, sti a still life, it normally take me about three four hours. Yeah, three. Yeah, roughly three hours. Okay. So does that mean your house is filled with art? Artwork. <laughs> yeah. Are you showing your works in galleries or are you? Before, um, like uh, when I was in America, I, I joined uh, like auction, that's kind of art uh, selling things. Mm -hmm. So I just send my art like a piece work to certain people and they will just help me to sell them okay and then, and when i was in germany i didn't because my, my german was not good enough so i just sell to some people i know or you know by word of mouth some people come to me right yeah. So in, in China, because I had a rather busy life, I have two young children, plus I work 50%. Mm -hmm. So I didn't produce much artwork now, but uh, yeah, I try to catch up. So for example, like how many pieces of art could you produce, for example, like in a, in a month? In a month, if, if I don't work, is that, I mean, just uh, I'll... Before I lived in Dessau, I had a little studio, really mm -hmm. tiny, about 20 square meters. Okay. I do like something about four or five hours per day. Okay. So, which means I could produce maybe one piece of work 
a day or two or, or two, three or weeks, something like that. Okay. And how do you decide what you want to paint? Like what, what inspires you? Yeah, before well, I was trained as a fine arts like student. So I have to we always think about perspective, the color series, everything. Mm-hmm. And then now since I'm, I'm getting old, I have more like uh, experience or my own ideas. Mm-hmm. So I think if I just paint the things just look like real, like a photo, that's not interesting. Okay. You can do much better with a photo and with camera. So I, I try to do like... If I say like uh, some flower, some 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 apples, maybe you say flowers are uh, pink, uh-huh. but I want portraits with a dark purple or something. I try, I just try to express my own feelings instead. Just follow the natural rules or natures. Yeah, I try try to leave the realistic things away. Okay, so do you work on commission? Let's say, for example, uh, a client contacted you and wanted you to paint something more specific. Just come to me and say they, they want us uh, like a like still life for a living room or they want someone for a small piece for a bedroom. It, mm-hmm. Just something like that. Yeah. Okay. And what do you normally... Okay, so can we talk about price? Like, what do you normally charge? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I know. Actually, um, because I... I'm an artist. I don't do cheap, cheap, cheap things. I think I rather stay. I rather let let my artwork stay at home, and I don't sell it with bargain price. Okay. So um, I would say something if uh, like a regular size, or say mm-hmm. forty-five times sixty centimeter. So it's something around five hundred euro. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it's signed, you sign it, and you're the original artist. It's an original yeah. piece of work. Yeah. Ah, that's fantastic. Do you live in an apartment or do you have a house? Oh, we live in a, a rented apartment, a rather big. It's a really big apartment. So. Okay. So you do, have, do you have your artwork everywhere in the apartment? Um, yeah, almost everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Perhaps you can share with our listeners some of the artists that have inspired you. Like, okay, my my hero, my pop idol, or something like. Okay, and it's uh, Pao Zedong. You know this uh, guy. Oh, okay. I just grabbed the book. Pao Zedong. I've heard the name before. Uh huh. This guy. It's okay. And uh, he was like he said the most famous French impressionist painting a uh, painter. Okay. Or artist. And he's uh, kind of very famous. He's he mainly he just do he just did a still life mm-hmm. like apples or some things. But uh, he really like uh, like opened normal painting in like uh, like opened a whole way to uh, like not traditional painting. Okay, he just uh, yeah something very. What? revolutionary <laughs> what what time period is he from uh, he was born i think he was born in 1840 and mm-hmm. he passed away in uh, 1906 something like that yeah he's a friend with uh, P- P- picasso okay uh, sorry not, not picasso picharo you know this uh it's a jewish painter P- okay P- picharo. and also my knight and also van gogh Mm-hmm. He's a crazy man. Yeah, they're all kind of. I, I'm, f- I'm familiar with those names, like Monet and Van Gogh. Yeah. I, I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's incredible. So, like, I mean, okay, so you grew up in China and you wanted to study theology. When did you get into the artistic side of it? Was that also when you were in the UK, or was that earlier? Early. Study when I was thirteen, or I think thirteen. So okay. I- my mom, I want to be an artist. Okay. So, so my mom found a, like an art studio for me. So mm-hmm. I started a very strict, you know, boring training. So I think from thirteen to fifteen, year mm-hmm. fifteen, I took like private art lessons. You okay. Know, I had a different art teachers in different uh, like studio art studio, mm-hmm. and then I, in age fifteen, I went to like a 
art college. It's a proper college, like uh, where you spend almost all day just do the drawing. You know, okay. Uh, yeah. Was that in Peking, the big city? In Tianjin. In, my in Tianjin. Oh, in your hometown, there was an art school. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I learned a lot. No, it's, it's, it's nice. So do you remember what inspired you to become an artist? Like at 13, do you remember anything in particular? Because I was good for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly someone told me, you know, you can do drawing. You did really well. I said, wow, and this is my last straw. <laughs> so that's... <laughs> No, that's funny. That's funny. Like, yeah. my father is an artist. My sister can draw really good. Um, my mother and I, we can't draw anything. Yeah. You met your husband back in China. So after the, after the United States, like you went back to China, right? Yeah. yeah. And you guys met. Why did you come? Uh, why did you come back to Germany? So because my husband, he's from Germany. Right. And I should uh, go back to Germany with him and we it's the best things I need to learn the language mm -hmm. and then get all his family because language is always important you know no matter where you live so yeah. okay no that that's you know it's important that you say that like it's important to to understand culture and understand family and speaking yeah. and communication is important right so okay so uh you guys came back, you learned German, you experienced the life here. Did What else did you find appealing about Germany? Because I know the language is, I don't uh, speak, I don't, I don't speak German. <laughs> so I, the language is very difficult for me. Yeah. Appealing. I think I really like the people there and they're okay. very honest. I would say outspoken. Yeah. Yeah. They're very outspoken. You're right about that. Yeah. <laughs> a very upfront and outspoken. That's a, that's a good way to char characterize. <laughs> it's not so comfortable. I mean, yeah. Especially, I I spent eight years in England, so I I got used to that kind of like a English culture or manner. So when I went to Germany, and they're so outspoken, and I sometimes it just I couldn't take. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you were living in Dassau, did you were you involved in any of the activities at the Bauhaus where you could like? Did you get involved I, with any yeah, of the students? Yeah, I did uh, like three years student work. It's a, mm -hmm. because I worked for um, international student organizations, mm -hmm. and they helped international students like Canada to to settle down here and help them, you know, everything. Right. Um, so I did three years like part-time job with them. Yeah, Hochschule. Yeah. Ah, the Hochschule. Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I really enjoyed. So they, I met a lot of, like Chinese students mm -hmm. and also people from like different part of China or not Asia, like Malaysia, mm -hmm. Korea. So it's kind of kind of like international. I just tell them to settled down a bit uh, like a small small help yeah okay oh uh, yeah at least someone will tell you which where you can go to get certain things and which where you can go for the like uh, and doctor clinic some you know that's a practical issues yeah mm -hmm. even sometimes you just need someone to speak the language with you like your own language exactly let's talk can we talk a little bit about your your teaching of english now back in china um so uh, where do you work? I work for a uh, like small school, like small international school or small bilingual school, mm -hmm. like a normal elementary school, but it's a, they offer the bilingual curriculum. Okay. But I don't do English teaching for this, uh, like a small kid. Mm -hmm. And we also this, in the school, we have a small group young people um like they are doing you know they are actually they went to america and they studied the high school due to this uh, virus you know this corona outbreak right so they had to left america and went back to china so mm -hmm. they opened this small like a class for them to prepare them to go back to to, to the united states or somewhere okay. else or, yeah 
So to study, to, to study for university? Uh, uh, not yet. They are still high school, like uh, high school. Okay. Like, like high school. So is it an international school? Are all the, I mean, there's Chinese students and students from other nationalities? Yeah, they're Chinese students. They're just those Chinese students. They went to America or, mm -hmm. or foreign land before, but now they came back. They need somewhere to continue their study. Right. So they provide this kind of service. Okay. Yeah, I'm teaching, I'm teaching two subjects. One is like a writing. It's like TOEFL writing. Mm -hmm. Preparing for the TOEFL exam. Right. And another one we do like AP research. You know, like America, they have AP things. And then mainly they, you, we follow the American curriculum. We have right. a list which area we have to cover. And, you know, something like that. Okay, so just for the accreditation to get back yeah. to a U.S. university. Okay, yeah. and what what kind of a score do the students need on the TOEFL test to to get into a university in the states? Which can university want they want to? If they want to apply for, I mean, top hundred or really good university, they need at least a hundred. Okay. Yeah. And if they go to a school that is not so reputable a <laughs> uh, minimum 90 okay minimum. so okay so you're teaching mainly like teenagers yeah teenagers yes okay so if they've already been to america and they've you know they've been integrated into the u.s high school system they sh they're pretty good students right ah pretty good student yes not really <laughs> but oh, some, okay. of them, some of them speak good English, but they have a lot of grammar problems. Mm -hmm. And also when they come to writing, especially this kind of like critical, uh, critical writing or academic write, writing. Yeah, it's a kind of a big challenge for them. Okay. Yeah. For Chinese, we have a different mindset, different culture, different mind, mindset. Okay. So instead to provide strong argument, we have to change the student's mindset first. Okay. Otherwise, they won't be able to answer the question. They may understand everything, but they cannot produce it on paper. So what kind of strategies do you teach so the students can culturally adopt this particular mindset? Ah, and this, uh, actually, for the beginning of my writing class, instead I do no more writing things, I started just do logic. Mm -hmm. What is, because the old Western culture is based on, on logic. Logic is also only like a reasoning and statement. So you have to give a reason. And to answer this reason, you need to give a strong statement. Mm -hmm. And then I just try to help, instead we write everything down. We try to just produce ideas. To say, okay. if I go into university, it's good or bad. Okay, good. Why good? Reason one, two. And then you have to give me an example to back up your reason. So we just do a lot of like a brand steaming or, yeah, or brand stimulating okay. exercise. Okay. And do you find that a lot of the questions, like the speaking questions on TOEFL and the writing uh, exercises, they're more embedded in... Yeah, U.S. cultural educational yeah, systems, yeah. right? So, but language-wise, I think when the international students get to the United States, you know, within six months or a year, I think, you know, it's relatively uh, easy to reach a high level of proficiency in speaking English. You know, with the Chinese, it's different because the Chinese, like this, a Ch Chinese people group, okay. No matter you, they're from mainland China or Taiwan or whatever. Mm -hmm. So these Chinese people, we are very inclusive, you know, very, we have our own little island. So this is our own. Mainly the Chinese students, even they they go to like America, they, they hardly have any local friends. Okay. Yeah, they just want to keep themselves themselves and then cook their own Chinese food. Why do you think that is? Mm, because I was one of them. I went to England when I was early 20. Mm -hmm. so in the, the first year, I didn't have any English uh, local friends. I only okay. had my Chinese. Okay. So, you know, we speak the same language. We're so comfortable with each other. We have the same food. 
And after a while, for me, I think, I, I, hey, I'm living in, in England, but why I still like in China? If I just close the door, everything's the same. We watch Chinese TV shows. I just want to experience uh, the culture, the real culture. Mm-hmm. So I, I made uh, some kind of brief step out. I once like pushed the door uh, open and, mm-hmm. and made a friend with uh, like local people. That's really changed my perspective. Okay, so what motivated you to make that jump? Um, it's like, you know, my family, they spent a lot of money like uh, send me to England. They want me to learn to say the real word. I don't want to stay inside with my Chinese friend. Mm-hmm. I want to stay in China with my Chinese friend. Why should I bother to travel such in a thousand thousand miles away? Right. <laughs> I mean, you, you make a good point. Um, so when you had started your graduate studies in, in the States, because you had uh, become more extroverted and you know had more social engagements while in the UK, did that make it easier to transition into life in America? Uh, yeah, I had no problem at all. Yeah. Seriously, it's just like a, it seems like just I moved uh, moved from one city to other cities. So there's mm-hmm. no, you know, you can go everywhere. So go out, do things yourself. Right. Exactly. Are you trying to introduce this cultural awareness uh, into the students uh, that are going back to America? Is this is this an important? Uh, characteristic or quality that you're trying to get across to them? You have to understand the culture and then and then the mindset. So that will help you, you know, to to really to understand the people from different parts of the world. Okay. Otherwise, and, it's like Chinese, we wear our own glasses. We say, oh, we say things in this way. So we'll start to judge if these people don't do these things according to our standards. I think it's not, some of them, they get partly, it's not 100%, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just, I just try to push them to, to go a little bit further. Okay. Are you involved in any social activities with your students outside of the classroom? Sometimes we do, like we have like once a month, we'll go out to make a drink, some tea or do some go to coffee house or play card games. Just try to get some like a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Build a relationship. Okay. Do they talk about their U.S. experiences, the ones that are in high school? They, they, I mean, were they living with, I mean, these are high school exchange programs. Are they living with U.S.? Like a like homestay family. Like some most of families? Stay. Yeah. And then mainly they were just staying in school. In school dormitory, they help kind of, yeah. Okay, so some of them are going to private schools because at private schools, what happened like school dormitories? Yeah, went to a private school. Private school, they have a, like there's a school campus, they have mm-hmm. some dormitory and. Right. Okay, so if they're like, in a public. Just inside school campus. Okay, so if they're going to a public school, maybe they're living with a host family. Uh, no, I think they just, most of them just, I don't know why. I have no, I don't understand this application. So, so I think they all landed in private school. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Is>, yeah, that's, that seems kind of strange. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Is this something that's funded by the Chinese government or is it like a joint venture between US and China? No, no, it's nothing to do with uh, like a government support. It's just a private. Okay, okay. Maybe that's why they're, it's private, so they're in private schools. <laughs> this student, they, are, they all come from a very like, uh, upper-class family. Okay, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the... <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, they all come to school with uh, Gucci shoes or something, Louis Vuitton handbags. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know that 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 also that also happens, right? <laughs> so then, maybe one of your jobs, uh, one of your one of your jobs as a as a, as a teacher is to make them uh, maybe feel more appreciative or more humble, right? Or about this opportunity to study abroad. 
No, actually, they are no. not. They, they, you know, when I back 20 years ago, when I was in that stage, I was like appreciate I just to be able to study abroad. But now that you know, they have all rich kids. They uh-huh. could do everything they want. So. You know, well, I mean, like I know that China over the last like two decades, you know, economic boom, like you know, middle class is 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 grown and like you know, yeah. uh, people are are making money and people are traveling and these sorts of things. And now kids, like the kids that you're talking about, the parents have worked hard, they're successful, and it's the American model, right? <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they watch American films and they they play these American games. You know, they have, they like Starbucks. Yeah. So linguistically, okay, let's talk a little bit about like language linguistically. Is it is it just is it difficult for a Chinese student to? I mean, your your language skills are fantastic. Is it is it difficult? What's what's the most difficult obstacle of of, of speaking English for a Chinese student? Uh, speaking English because China is a huge country. We have a different part, different dialect, and especially for some people, we have a problem to the certain pronunciations. We mm-hmm. cannot produce that sound. Um, so, so that's the pronunciation part. Another part is is uh, come to the spelling. Mm-hmm. Um, in China, we don't have this uh, spelling word. We will have to learn each character by heart. Right. So come to spelling. We have no idea. Okay. Like for example, orange. We have to, when I was at school, I have to learn orange, O-R-A-N-G-E, instead mm-hmm. to, you know, to memorize each single word, like alphabet. Right. So spellings, spellings are hard, hard. So orange and Chinese would just be one character. Yeah. So we have a, like, a, we do have a, everything come. Uh, in character, mm-hmm. so so there's no 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 alphabet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if yeah, okay. So there's no alphabet, right? So like characters or do characters represent uh, words? I I have no idea about the Chinese language. Uh, okay, I have a, a book. I don't know if you have it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. This is. Like uh, this, each character, like each it, character. Right. It doesn't represent a letter. It represents a word. It's like uh, here uh-huh. in the middle. This one, okay. This right. one is means time. It's okay. Just, so if you look the books, so right. Come over single character. Uh huh. I see it. So each character represents a word or yeah, one meaning. or one a meaning. meaning. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it is more complicated. So, okay. So what is one of the most difficult uh, sounds to, for Chinese students in English? What's, what's, what are the, like phonetically? T-H sound. T-H? Uh, T-H. Yeah. yeah. So we don't have that word. <laughs> the. Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is, yeah, there a, <laughs> is there an, any other sounds that are difficult for Chinese students to, to, to and, say? Um, H, uh, and also V. 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 No, V. V. V or V? We say V instead of V. Okay. Yeah, V. v. Yeah, V. Yeah. What about W? Yeah. What? It depends which part they come from. Okay. And the people from northern is fine. Northern part of China. Uh-huh. Southerner probably is hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every country, different regions, they have their, like in Germany, they, you know, people in the, people in yeah, Dessau yeah. say in Bavaria, they don't understand a word they say, right? They say something like that. Yeah. So it's, it's everywhere. Um, so how long have you been teaching TOEFL courses? Just for the last year and a half? Actually, I started in 2010, mm-hmm. a long, long, long ago. Uh, 
Okay. I I taught for writing in a international school, like a international high school in China. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did, and then when I moved to Germany, I did online TOEFL and 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 IELTS teaching. Okay. For private. Yeah. For private students. Okay. And so, do you enjoy teaching? So, uh, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> um, because I'm an artist, I have very free spirit. So sometimes, oh, why should I bother here? I'd rather go back to my studio. I do my own painting. <laughs> but sometimes, uh, think, okay, this poor student, I should help them. It's, it's up and down. Okay. But I don't think I'm a, a real born to be a teacher. Yeah. Okay. So you, you said you were working 50%. Does that mean you're, you're working 20 hours a week? Uh, yeah, 20 hours a week. Okay. Do you work every day, Monday through Friday? Uh, I work man- Tuesday is my day off. And then okay. I work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whole day, and Friday half day. Yeah. Okay. So your, your weekends are free. Yeah. Okay. And when do you have time? Okay. So you're, you're working part-time, uh, you're a full-time mother, right? Mm-hmm. Wife. Yeah. How much time can you devote towards your art? Um, like before, like uh, like last year, I had a bit more time because during the quarantine, it's not quarantine, it's a various time. So the school closed down and then mm-hmm. I had a plenty free time. Mm-hmm. And then when started last, I started as full-time like a teacher in September, from September until March. So I did full-time and then suddenly I realized too much. Okay. Yeah, so I just changed to part time recently. Okay. So I try to, do, I try to do eight ten hours a, a week. I try. Okay, of of painting. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could be like two pieces of art work for you, right? Like eight to ten hours. Uh, so you said normally. Six months. Uh, I mean. Like uh, during the last couple of months, six months, I didn't do much painting. So I need a, a time to catch up, to get to like, uh, to learn a bit more myself. Okay. Do your students, a bit. okay. Do your students also know that you're an artist? Yeah. Do you yeah, talk about I that? Because okay. I, 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 I did a lot of or whatever for my my teaching found it's good for them to like I could draw something and then I ask them to guess what it is and what's the word you know try try to be a more creative ah. <clears throat> that's it that's that you know that's a good point like bringing bringing like your artwork into the lesson right for more creativity that's a good idea so yeah, because the young people they're very into Japanese like a cartoon, you know, animate things. So mm-hmm. if I try to, uh, I did a sketching or some animate thing, and they all really like it. So could you walk us through a typical teaching day? Okay, so I Thursday I'll have three classes. So like one hour each. Mm-hmm. And then in the morning, we'll have a breakfast at school. And then at 10.30, I'll have my first class, like a TOEFL writing with okay. teenagers. And then the lunch break. After that, I'll have a preparation time for my for my drawing. Because I also do drawing lessons, like a sketching drawing for for like a younger kid. Okay. About a group of ten, so I have to, I have to re- rearrange the chairs, so you know some stuff, so, mm-hmm. you know, more detailed things. So I have two hours drawing lessons with them. It's hard. Yeah. Do you have? Do you see some talent from your students? I I see some talent, but one thing I found 
because they're too young. But they're not too young. Some of them are already 12, 11. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, they have computer games. They have also the like attractions. And they, it's hard f- to ask them to stay there for one hour. It's okay. just they couldn't run. They couldn't be still. That's the hard. Yeah, because compare our school with a normal public school, our kids definitely they are more free. They have more, like more opinionated. I have to say that mm-hmm. <laughs> because if they mainly they're from like wealthy and upper class family. They traveled, even young kids. They have been to many countries. They know the world, so they are not so. They are quite uh, arrogant in some way. Okay. It just sounds like the kids are a little spoiled, that's all. Um, ah, normal, typical spoiled kids. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that needs a lot of discipline. Discipline mm. is the key. But uh, to be able to apply this uh, discipline, you also need a lot of wisdom. So you, you have to know, you know, it's so hard. So I think, oh, I don't want to go to school on Thursday. I'd rather stay at home. Well, like, again, like from your... From your theological background, is there any type of uh, language or behavior that you can sort of model that, you know, the kids would maybe be in, you know, what is it like, not inspired by, but maybe motivated or like. The things you have to look Chinese society for some, like mainly there's a rich people, upper class people, and they work really hard. Maybe they don't even have a time to see their kid every day. Some, some of our kids, they live by nannies, like the parents, they both somewhere outside right. the country also. So right. nannies look after. So they, they haven't been told how to, like uh, listen, how to respect others because they are the king and the queens in the family. Mm-hmm. They can say something and then the nannies or, or, or grandma or something, they will do whatever they ask. So come to the school, they're in different contexts. It's hard for them, but I mean, it's, it's a long way to go. You cannot say, do that today. Maybe you need continuous it for three months and then suddenly something changed. So yeah. do you get frustrated at work? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, yes, sometimes because, you know, I grew up in normal, we're not rich, but we're okay. And I love art. I want to spend every minute in, in the art studio, do my painting. So I can, I have zero tolerance with the kids. They are running and shouting in the art studio. So I just, that's really making me cross. I was, I was so angry with them. I just told them off. <laughs> and then <laughs> I am your teacher. If you want to learn, listen. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I'm not your servant. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, when you were, okay. So when you were coming up in the, educational system in China, were, were, were the teachers more... Uh, strict, very strict. Okay, okay. Yeah. And how many students study at the school? At the moment, we're really small because uh, it's a lot of different issues. Also, there's a virus or you call that time. So we have only maybe 40 something. It's very okay. small. Before and, we have almost 100, almost okay. 90. Okay, okay. Actually, just like primary school from six to while, and then a small group of teenagers. Okay, so the classroom size must be like a handful, right? Like very small. Some maybe eight, yeah, even smaller, yeah. And they're walking in and they're telling you what to do. (laughs) Yeah, they are madam. They just they're the boss. It's, uh, I know that I would, I don't know what I would do. Yeah, that would drive me crazy. <laughs> and I know that those lessons are hard to teach. Like, it, you know, because I'm also stubborn, right? It took me a long time to realize how fortunate I was, right? Like, I understand that. Like, um, yeah, if, if I had to be 11, 12, oh, 
don't know. I don't know how I would cope with that. Maybe that's why I only teach adults now. Like in Turkey, I taught. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good idea. <laughs> okay, so you're you're okay. You have two kids. I I didn't hear the the ages. How old are they? Eight and six. Okay, so what languages are you guys speaking at home? Uh, at home, we use like uh, uh, German, Chinese. Okay. Are your children learning English? They speak English at school. Okay, so they're going to school. And when is English introduced into? Like Lynn told me, she started taking English lessons in the I think the third grade or the fifth grade. I can't remember which one. Uh, normally in public school, it starts some, like when I was a kid, it's the fifth fifth grade. Mm -hmm. But now it's like fourth grade. And with my with our school is a bilingual school, so it starts from grade one. Okay. Ooh. So, okay. And the kids, uh, my children, they have two English lessons, like two hour English a day per day. So it's a lot. Okay. Oh, that is a lot. Uh, mainly we just use it because you know the kids speak Chinese and English at school, so we mm -hmm. try to speak German as much as we can. So mm -hmm. like. German, it's more mainly German, and and we have some like other foreign teachers. They're from Australia, from other, from America. So sometimes when they come over, we do use English. Okay. Do you think English would be important in your children's future? I mean, because uh, I think English is never been a big issues for European people. European peoples. Oh, yeah. For Chinese, it's hard. I mean, for German, they could pick up English in six months without, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's been made an effort. So uh, English is important. And the everyone, it's not everyone. So if they want, they want to go to university, want to travel, they need the English. Okay. Not uh, just avoid English. <laughs> Do they think it's important to, to speak at a certain level of proficiency? Yeah, English is like, it's still, I mean, it's like a, you have to get a in certain English level mm -hmm. before you apply for a jobs or job, job application, or even you want to go to, for example, I want to uh, get some garment job, you know, mm -hmm. like, a, you also need English. So English okay. is... Sometimes I don't understand why uh, <laughs> art teachers need an English degree. So, but <laughs> this ask for that. That is interesting. So, when you guys go on vacation, do you go to English-speaking countries, or do you primarily do you come back to Europe, or do you go? Where do you go on vacations? Um, like it. I haven't been on vacation for a while since we came to China. <laughs> um, but before, um, like we went to Switzerland, and in Switzerland you can use German, it's no problem. Right. And we went to Egypt twice. Mm -hmm. So that in Egypt we have to use English because okay. it's no word of Arabic. Um, yeah, and so I travel to. I mean, Europe is easier you can just use english but apart from europe even some asian country you still need english okay so do you have a favorite european country that you haven't been to yet that you want to go to i haven't been to yet uh, i want to go to greece okay yeah if I always want. I always want to go, but uh, yeah, because the kid was too small and travels hard. Mm -hmm. I haven't made the trip yet. I mean, your kids are getting older now, so are they easier to travel with now? But now it's fine. But we have to wait when this uh, <laughs> this virus time passed by. <laughs> maybe maybe we're almost to the end of it. I think we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I hope so. Right? Hopefully next year. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been, can I ask, have you, have you been vaccinated? Uh, not yet, not okay. yet. <laughs> so are you, are you, like, I haven't been vaccinated. I, you know, lots, I think 60 or 70% of, of Germany, of Germans have not been vaccinated yet. 
Um, do you plan on getting vaccinated this summer? You know, we're not so keen on doing that, but I know I have to do it. So I have to wait. Okay. And when, yeah, as long as possible. Yeah, in China, it's, I think right now it's like 30%, more than, I think 35% people, the whole population mm -hmm. have received this, uh, this treatment or this injection. Are you planning on visiting Germany anytime soon? Uh, time soon, I'm not sure. Maybe early this next summer, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where do you see yourself in like the next five or 10 years? Do you see yourself still in the classroom teaching? Is this a vocation that you love or are you going to go more towards like, okay, my kids are getting older. I have more time now. I'm going to devote everything to my art. I think if I could choice, I, if I could make a choice, I would rather to be an artist. Okay. Okay. I hear that. Do you dream of opening a gallery in your city or would you when the kids get old enough do you think you guys i mean do you want to move back to europe or do you want to go to the states you can go anywhere you want to but like uh do you see yourself living in china for the rest of your life actually we want to stay we want to because uh, we we moved away from germany to china we want to mm -hmm. stay here much as long as we can but okay. we do know i have no idea because the you know the world changes rapidly right so hopefully from my side of from my part of view i want my kid finish primary school here at least finish okay. the great stakes because okay. by then they could understand chinese i mean they're they could read and write they're not illiterate okay so that's important to you as a mother um, yeah, uh, I mean, because they have an opportunity now, they could learn the language. So mm -hmm. I didn't push them much, but uh, I mean, you know, Chinese writing and reading is really hard. So okay. it takes years to. And are you living close? Are you living close to your family? Uh, no, actually, we're living 1,200 1, kilometers away from my hometown. Okay. So do you guys, how often do you get to go home and are your parents, you know, how often do you get together the grandchildren? I mean, their grandchildren, oh, right? At moments it's hard because it's corona time. Mm -hmm. It's hard, you know, travel restrictions, uh, you know, a lot of things. So last time I saw my dad was summer, last summer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a long time, right? It's almost a year. Yeah. How often do you talk to your father? Every day? Not every day because I have my own life. I, I try to call him like twice a week. So okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. No, it's important. You know, it's important. Um, do you see yourself opening up a gallery? Um, I are you well? Know. I mean, are you well known? Are you, are you getting... Is your reputation as an artist, is it growing in? in, I, I in... Was a, actually, it's Are like, you famous? No, no, I'm not yet famous. But when I was in America, I really kind of like clapping the letter up. It's like year 2009, mm -hmm. 2008. Mm -hmm. And then I left America. So I, I lost the contact with the you know, people there. Okay. And then I moved to Germany. So, and I had a kid. I didn't. I haven't got a chance to do much painting. Mm -hmm. So I started a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. four years ago. Okay. So I think I'm, because now, you know, our life is, we cannot separate our life is internet. So I'd rather do like internet gallery or, or send my, my, my painting or photo mm -hmm. to some certain gallery instead, just open a normal kind of gallery. Okay. So your artwork how like do you have like a i don't know that you have an instagram account or do you have something like like a pentagram pent i don't know like, uh, yeah. how can before, people like how can yeah. people see your artwork right yeah. now Is like where can they go uh, at the moment i haven't done much yet before okay. i tried to set up my own website mm -hmm. like my own website so people could 
to, to, to say my paintings and to, to buy and sell online. But, you know, that needs a lot of time and I need some professional people like uh, it's IT mm -hmm. web designer to, to help me. So I haven't done much. So I want to wait maybe a little longer to produce more works and then I could do a new okay. website. Yeah. Okay. So other than your apartment, do you have... You, do you have a studio now? Are you or do you have a studio that you can go to? Uh, at the moment, I just do it at home because okay. we have a huge living room. It's really massive. So okay, how many square meters is your apartment? One hundred seventy-seven. <laughs> it's a big apartment. That is so nice. <laughs> yeah, it's nice, and the rent here is very cheap. So that's why. <laughs> I pay 740 euros for 82 square meters, but it's a duplex. So at least uh, we get to go up and down a little bit. It's good. Yeah. So this one will just. But 177 square meters. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, I need. And two balconies? <gasps> um, a big one and a small one, two bathrooms, mm -hmm. three bedrooms, okay. and two living room lounge. Okay. Yeah. How much do you? How much does that cost? Uh, maybe two hundred, two hundred, something. Maybe two hundred thirty euro. Okay, I'm definitely in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to China. We need English teacher. <laughs> I can convince my partner to do that one day. One yeah, day. why not? Yeah. yeah. No, I've taught. I like I said, I've taught in in. In Kyrgyzstan, now in, in 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 Turkey, and now in Germany. So yeah, maybe China's the next country. I don't know. Yeah, we'll next des next destination destination. Yeah, it's good to yeah. go east. Go east. Do you miss anything about Germany? The nature from Germany is like uh, the forest, lake. You know, there's like a nature landscape. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are so many unbelievable bike paths around Dessau, right? Yeah. And there's some, I mean, now the, we've had a lot of rain recently. So like mm -hmm. riding your bike in the forest, like everything is green and like green. These, all these different varieties of green. And it's, it's, it's really nice. Like super and nice. Swimming in lakes, you know, not swimming pool, but real lakes. That's <laughs> Did you do you like swimming in lakes? Yeah, I love it. I, okay. Especially in summer, it's like a twilight. It's like mm -hmm. early evening. That that kind of time. So wonderful. So when your your kids when they were here, did, mm -hmm. did were they did you did you put them in a kindergarten or I mean they could also yeah, like send them to uh it's a castle a Catholic kindergarten. It's, mm -hmm. it's uh, Somewhere. Okay. <laughs> so when they left Germany, mm -hmm. they had some German language speaking skills, right? Yeah, because uh, it's like a Germans, their father tongues, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, they was born, they were born in Dessau and they grew up there. So mm -hmm. like Germans still their first language. Okay. Interesting. Do they struggle with? learning Chinese like when you guys were here like you were speaking Chinese to them and Marcus was speaking German to them right and now they're living in China they're surrounded by Chinese language and now David is the minority no Marcus is the minority right like <laughs> how does he feel about that kind of hard you suddenly you realize you're the only one you mean you mean you're the only one different especially you go out on straight people look at you think wow you you're different you know they gave you a lot of attention how, how is marcus's chinese oh, his chinese is brilliant seriously okay yeah. so he has no problem communicating communicating no problem and writing it's also getting a lot better and yeah okay and are, and I'm just making a stereotype here. When the Chinese, when when people run into him and he's speaking, you know, fluent Chinese, they must mm -hmm. be like, "Wow, where's this? Where's this guy from? Where, where did he come from?" 
So we have another joke. We say, oh, no, 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 he's not from from foreign countries, from Xinjiang, you know, Xinjiang <laughs> is a western part of China. Right, right. So Kazakhstan or, you know, mm -hmm. there's a yeah, yeah. central Asia. Yeah. The people the Huigua, they, they look like Europeans. Right, yeah. right. It's no, he's from Xinjiang. That makes sense. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> he's a Turkman. Yeah, he's a yeah. Turkman. Yeah, exactly. Well, Hannah, listen, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And I, I really, you know, I appreciate your honesty. And uh, it's it's very nice to talk to somebody who I've never talked to. You know, how would how would we have met? You know, it's 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 an enjoyable experience. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. I, I really enjoyed to talk to you. Excellent. Yeah, okay. Okay, so. okay, bye. Okay, we'll see you. Yeah, see you then. Bye. Thank you for listening to Enlingua Podcast, live from Dasau. We hope you stay tuned for more episodes.